My name is Jay Jimenez. I am uh, the service leader over at uh, City of Life South Orlando for the first impression team, along with uh, my wife, Lindy. Lindy and I, my wife, had been to several different churches. We've, um, we had just gotten together and she, we had different styles. So uh, we were just looking for a place that we were comfortable in, that kind of fit our needs. I was never really someone who went to church much, if at all. So it wasn't something that was really instilled in me to, to be in a certain place every Sunday. So I think that before I found home here, I was really just out searching. I was still on the fence of whether or not I fit in or where, what I was looking for, where I wanted to be, where I wanted to stay long term. Uh, and I didn't realize at that point really how creative City of Life was and how production and the worship team and everything really fit in until Lindy and I went to, um, it was that Easter service that year. So we showed up to the Easter service, uh, really just as part of the crowd, not knowing what to expect. It was our first Easter, but we were blown away. I don't remember which, um, which service exactly it was, but I just remember thinking after that, I love it here. Like, this is where I want to be. Everybody was, you know, so into it, so welcoming, so excited to be there. Uh, and it wasn't just like, uh, one of those things where people show up for Easter and then, you know, you never see them again. Everybody that we were around, it's like we just stayed, you know. Everybody was really part of the church and really focused. And, and I remember at that point coming in, exactly showing up, talking to some of the um, dream team outside of the campus, really getting to chat it up for the first time. People who knew the church, were in the church, had been there for a while and feeling that welcoming presence. So when we say welcome home, it was exactly that. That's where I learned it. That's where it stuck right there, right before we walked into the doors. So that Easter service is really what stuck with me. And, and really since then, you know, we've been excited to come and happy to show up. So Lindy and I decided to be a part of South Orlando almost immediately when we heard about it. It's a funny story because we were actually house hunting at that point. Lindy had started house hunting. I wasn't aware of it until she found something she wanted to show me. Uh, but once we really got into house hunting and decided where we wanted to be, it was actually the South Chase neighborhood. By the time we got there, we realized that we had an opportunity not just to start something new, exciting with City of Life, but we had the opportunity to serve our community. We had the opportunity to worship in our community. We had the opportunity to really open our you know, our arms and, you know, our hearts to the people that were going to be living and worshiping with us right there in the neighborhood. That was actually maybe a year, a little bit more in that I decided to be baptized at South Orlando. And it was really on a whim. It wasn't anything that I had planned, nothing that really I had thought about before that moment. I thought, I'm gonna do this, I need to do this today. Like, I have to do this today, I have to do this now. I'm ready. So, uh, <laughs> the first thing I did was look around for my wife. I'm like, where is she? She has to be here. She has to experience this with me. And I couldn't find her anywhere. So, it was like one of those going once, going twice. 
and then he's like, all right, that's it. And then she just, I saw her walk out of one of the doors in the, where the classrooms were at. So as soon as I saw her walk out, I couldn't get her attention, but Pastor Justin did the last call and I said, wait, I'm coming, don't go. So I ran up, probably jumped up onto the, to the stage and was like, I'm doing this, I need to do this right now. And then I remember seeing Lindy who, you know, I hadn't had a chance to tell her or, or really give her a heads up. She walks out, she walks over and, you know, hears that I'm doing this. She catches attention and then she just kind of dropped and was, um, she was in tears. And, you know, she was, she's so excited for everyone else. For her to um, be that excited for me was amazing. <laughs> My motivation to to come every week, to set up, to serve, um, to do everything that I've been blessed to be able to do is the people. Uh, I, I've probably mentioned this um, a million times at this point, but no matter how difficult it might be to get up and say, all right, I gotta do this, or you know, how difficult it might be to, to really go through the struggles of, of what we go on a week-to-week -week basis, it, at the end of the day, it's for the people, and I do it for the opportunity to help usher in uh, a lot of people into, or new people, into the house of God, you know, into City of Life, uh, welcoming them home, putting the funds and, and really being able to get something like the LED screen um, in the theater style seating is something that would not just be a draw for new church goers, people that are coming for the first time like me where I saw, got to see this amazing Easter production which got me in the door and really got me to stick, uh, which I think that would assist there. I think that the real impact is going to become or coming from behind the scenes. Uh, I think it's really going to be something that gets people involved. I think more than anything, it's going to bring more creative people through the door and say, hey, I can hone my craft, I can do it here, and people are going to see it. I'm going to be able to express um, my love for God, my love for Jesus, my love for the house. I love it. Anybody grateful to be at heart for the house today? Amen. Come on. Let's give God a good praise. We've been, we've been praying about this day for, for months and months, and this is one of the most uh, sacred and significant days of the year for us as a church because we're able to do some dreaming together and uh, vision casting together and imagine and have some faith yeah. to what our lives could look like uh, in the future. And I think that Jay's story... Uh, is such a great illustration of how somebody might come to church for one particular reason, but they might stay at church for an entirely different reason. Uh, in Jay's case, he got an opportunity to be at an Easter service. We were doing some amazing production things, and uh, that was attractive to him initially. But isn't it cool that while that may have drawn him here, the relationships yeah. and the people... And the vision of what we do is what ended up keeping him here. And our vision at City of Life, uh, in our mission statement, it's to build a large Christ-centered church, transforming culture through creativity, and empowering ordinary people to live and lead dynamically for the cause of God's kingdom. That phrase, transforming culture through creativity, is significant to us because we want to raise up 
generations of world changers that are making an impact in media, that are uh, songwriters, filmmakers, dancers, preachers, uh, musicians, uh, business people that are starting businesses with creative ideas and dreams on how to change their communities, people that have creativity that's outside the box. So for us, being able to present media is significant. And uh, one of the things this year that we want to do to take our our auditorium already the last couple of years uh, through your generosity, we've been able to transform. This is one of the coolest stages anywhere. I, I think it's the best stage in Osceola County. Personally, I love this stage. Uh, we've built up a big stage that enables us to do Broadway-level uh, productions here. And I think that we're coming to a time we've, we've got our, you know, no more red carpet from Hades uh, in here. We have... We have some cool vibe going on, but I think the next step for us production-wise is we want to do a 32-foot by 18-foot LED wall uh, that's a solid HD LED screen where it would be so big and high definition that uh, on a weekly basis, you'd be able to see the words up here. You'd be able to see a lot of multimedia uh, when the messages are being uh, presented behind. Multimedia would be able to be on these screens. And what's really enticing to us is that production-wise and set-wise, when we do things for Christmas, Amy and I went to a Broadway show uh, when we were in New York for conference not long ago, and the entire Broadway show had no set pieces yeah. at all. All they used were LED screens around. Oh, yeah. So you're able to create virtual sets through those LEDs which kind of pushes forward our whole vision of creativity. And in addition to that, uh, we are really loving the way our South Orlando campus, uh, we are at Cypress Creek High School in the Performing Arts Center. One of the things we love, there's 909 seats there, and it's all theater-style seating. And uh, we want to create the best possible atmosphere in this building for people to experience Jesus each week. Yeah. Look at the person next to you and say, I love you, but get away from me. <laughs> uh, so the idea, <laughs> the idea is that uh, pews are, are, are great, uh, but our vision, uh, and we want to put up out there in front of you, is we want to have 1,100 theater seats in this room. We would love to have an opportunity for people to come in and experience a theater-type atmosphere in church. So if you would look at this rendering, this is an artist digital rendering. And if you look kind of close, you can see on the screen there that massive screen. That is a huge, high-def LED screen. That is not quite what all the seats would look like. That is, I think, about 800 seats, but we would get up to 1,100 uh, and it would just create an opportunity for us in, in productions, things like that with Blink, where we could have numbered seats and sections for concerts uh, on our ticketing program where people buying tickets online. Uh, you would have an individual seat. Uh, it would really take things to the next level for us. So uh, that's something for our, our home here that we'd like to put out there in front of you that we're dreaming about for this year. Sound exciting? I think so. So we're going from our home as part of our vision to our backyard. Our backyard, our backyard has to do with how we are going to effectively reach our community. And this last year, the year of foundations, we launched, um, officially launched, and were able to, because of your generosity, fully renovate David Hall into a state-of-the-art, top-notch Christian Performing Arts Center. It is a dance school, That's and right. I don't know if you know, but it is called Blink Christian Performing Arts Center. Yeah. It is open to the public, and it is a dance school. We have dance classes from all kinds, all different, um, what are they called? Not styles, styles yeah. but levels 
I could just look to Gio and Melissa because they could tell me. But different levels, every dance level, um, every day from 3 o'clock until the evening hours, it is open to the public. Yep. I cannot stress that enough. It is open to the public. A lot of people in the community ask me, do I have to go to your church for my kids to be able to go to your dance school? No. The vision behind it is that we can provide a Christian atmosphere for people, for young people all the way up. If you want to do Zumba, you can do Zumba too mm -hmm. in a Christian atmosphere. And um, we want to be able to provide for the public um, a place, a safe place for them to be able to develop their art form, to be able to develop their talents and be able to use it for the kingdom. So that's one element of what we're believing for in our backyard is to expand the vision of Blink Christian Performing Arts Center. The second one is we want to expand our school of ministry. But I think the video could tell you a little bit more detail on that. My name is Jessica Reedy, and I am the school of ministry director here at City of Life Church. Uh, we've had this internship program running for over a year now. And it's been an incredible opportunity and privilege to see each one of these students grow in their walk with God and also participate in hands-on ministry here at City of Life Church. I'm so excited to announce that we are officially partnering with Southeastern University. Southeastern University is a private college here in Florida, and we are so excited to partner with them as an extension site our students will be able to enroll in Southeastern here at City of Life Church, and they will get to take online classes while also participating in our practicum here on site. Growing up, I had the incredible privilege of attending City of Life Christian Academy from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade, and I really believe that was so formative for my life to learn and grow here in the place that I felt called to serve, called to build my life, and uh, it was an amazing experience, but then when it came time to make decisions about college, I found myself, like many students do, wondering what the next step would be. For me, choosing Southeastern University was the right choice because not only was I able to get a degree that was recognized in the secular realm and able to study psychology from the secular point of view, but I also got the biblical worldview and was able to take Christian counseling classes and really get to the best of both worlds. We knew we were called to City of Life and we knew we wanted to be in ministry and yet we felt like our education was somewhere else. We ended up commuting to Lakeland every day, driving a lot. And uh, I remember feeling, you know, torn be between the place I wanted to serve and grow and the place that I was going to learn. And along that, uh, along that journey, we never once regretted it because it was really cool to be able to learn something in the classroom and then try to apply it, you know, in real life and learn what works and what doesn't work in real life. Uh, but I, I remember always feeling that pull. Uh, local church is such an essential part of a young adult's life. I had many friends in college who were in, in even a college of ministry who were not planted in a church for all four years of their education because the college experience is so strange. And so I'm grateful that our students are going to not only be able to be planted in a place where they can gain experience, but be planted in a place where they're surrounded by a community of faith. Before starting um, this program, I was in the process of getting my bachelor's degree, um, and so I had to make the decision to put that on hold, which it was a tough decision, but it was necessary at the time. Now that City of Life is an extension site to Southeastern University, um, I get the whole package. You know, there's no place like home, and I love that I get to stay planted here. 
um, with the amazing leadership that we have, all the while getting to continue my education. Getting to take classes online works best for my schedule and my lifestyle. I know that there are so many students like myself that don't love the idea of having to go to another city and having to go to another school to continue their education, so I know that this is going to bless a lot of students. One of the exciting things that we've been doing the past several years is called our Extension Site Program. In this program, we partner with churches all around the country uh, to offer affordable and accessible regionally accredited degree programs. The great benefit to you is the fact that you can complete your education at City of Life Church through one of our degree programs that are offered. All they have to do is complete the FAFSA, just like at any college or university, and now we'll open up a wide range of financial aid programs to your students. They will be eligible for Pell Grant, unsubsidized and subsidized student loans, and any other federally funded financial aid programs. Another great benefit is because Southeastern University is located in Florida, your students are also eligible to participate in Ease and also uh, Florida prepay funds as well. For those of you interested in possibly becoming a student with Southeastern University at City of Life Church, I encourage you to visit our booth in the lobby today. Get more information, pray about it, and see if this is for you could really be a life-changing opportunity. Because of this partnership with Southeastern University, we are expecting the amount of people interested in college education here at City of Life Church to double. And we believe that we are gonna have to make space for all of these students who want to enroll at Southeastern University here at City of Life Church. We wanna put this in front of you so that you know the need that we have to, to expand our facility to accommodate all of these new college students. If you took a look at my life before I came to City of Life, um, about six years ago, my life would have been completely different. Um, I was caught in a completely different lifestyle. My uh, go-to was drinking and drugs and relationships and just a lot of really unhealthy things. It's crazy when I look back now, I just see how God was with me throughout the whole time. Um, even in the bad situations that I was in, just seeing His grace over my life. Um, in 2012, my now husband, who was just a high school friend then, um, had brought me um, to City of Life and he told me that there was a music video that they were working on and they needed a dancer. So um, he brought me in and from that moment I felt um, that I was actually a part of something bigger than myself for the first time. First I remember Pastor Amy <laughs> coming up to me and um, just welcoming me in and then I remember her looking at me and Gio and being like, you guys would be cute together. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> because we were just friends from like high school and the fact that she spoke that over us before we even knew is just hilarious to me. <laughs> so after that, um, after the music video, I started coming to NEO, which was the youth ministry. And I just remember coming every Monday night and just being filled with the word and um, being around people that were lifting me up and reminding me of who God had called me to be. 
that shaped my entire life. The pastors um, that poured into me and guided me and helped me get out of the situations that I was in and led me to where I am today. Once I started coming to church, I auditioned for the Neo Dance team, um, which was just starting. Um, and from there, I started choreographing for different shows, for Blink, for the Christmas show, the Easter show. Um, so I really learned how to use my gift and how to serve here with my gift. I wouldn't be where I am today without Jesus and the love that He poured over me, and too, without my pastors that have also um, helped guide me to where I am. Um, but today, I can say that I'm happily married to my husband who brought me here to this church. Um, I can also say that I am now directing um, Blink Christian Performing Arts Center um, with my husband, um, where I get to pour into students' lives every day um, and just teach them how to cultivate their gift and how to use it um, to worship and how to use it for, for Jesus. I see a generation of dancers stepping up um, and being a light out there in the world um, and really just transforming culture through creativity. I, I believe that this generation needs it and the, these artists these days need it and I believe that this group of dancers that are gonna be built up from this are gonna be those dancers that go out there and shine that light. Wow. Amazing. We get to do this, guys. Like, today I want to make sure that you know this isn't just a presentation. This is a celebration of all of the things that God has called us to do together as a local church. It's so exciting. But, I mean, did you hear what I heard? Because I think it's pretty exciting that I heard that Southeastern University is now partnered with City of Life, so we can officially say Southeastern at City of Life Church. That is such a huge deal. It's an answer to prayer. Guys, we had supernatural favor. It was amazing. We were thinking maybe 2020 it would happen, and the guy was like, let's do it like next week, and we were like, okay. So we don't have space for it. So that's one of the things that we're hoping for. We're believing that we're going to double our school of ministry student numbers. Um, amen. And so what's so unique and awesome, I want to make sure you understand, is that your student, that if your um, senior is graduating, the same exact scholarships, Bright Future, Pell Grants, anything that they might apply for and think that maybe their only option is Valencia or going away to Southeastern or going to UCF somewhere here, they can actually come on campus here at City of Life Church, do online classes with Southeastern University, and also be part of our school of ministry, which they can have hands-on right. ministry experience right while they're going through college. We're so excited about that. It's such a huge deal. And additionally, we're really excited that our City of Life Christian Academy students, that they will be able to dual enroll with Southeastern. That it doesn't have to, their only option doesn't have to be Valencia. They can do online classes with Southeastern as a student here at City of Life. So legitimately, yes, our daughter Mia is going to do it next year, her senior year. She's like, good to know. I didn't know that till right now. 
<laughs> but what's really cool is that you could legitimately send your kid or your grandkids here, and they could get their education from preschool all the way through a bachelor level education. That is really huge. We're the only extension campus in this area of Southeastern. It's the fastest growing Christian university in the nation, and it's amazing. And I want to make sure that I highlight as well Blink Christian Performing Arts Center. I actually want to give a hand to Gio and Melissa yeah, Gote, our directors. They're phenomenal. Come on, stand up and say yeah, hi to everybody real up. quick. Come on, give them a huge hand. They're amazing. actually do not remember saying you look cute together, but I'm so glad I was right and then it like dropped a seed because you are cute together. You say all kinds of things you don't remember. I know. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It just sounded kind of funny. Sorry. It's really not true. I'm yeah. glad I'm such an intricate part of your story. It's awesome. But I just love the fact that um, Melissa's story is so beautiful. The fact that she was just invited to come here to be a dancer in one of our yeah. crazy videos that we were doing because we love doing creative things here. And just as a dancer, she was able to see the love of Jesus. Yeah. She was able to experience community. She was able to see that there's a place for her in the house of God. And so the fact that we have our own dance school and we get to, I mean, think about the two things we're talking about. We get to impact the next generation yeah. in a significant way. Not just a way in theory, we get to see it actually play out in each of their lives. And so I encourage you, if you don't have your students in our dance school, please do so. It's open to yeah. the public. Yeah. And then if people ask you, now you're more informed. But those are two areas, our backyard, that we're believing are going to expand this year. We are going to see this church transform culture through creativity. Yes, yes, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a good praise. Our home, our backyard, and our world. I want to invite a great friend of mine up right now, Dr. Joanne Turner, if everyone could give her a huge hand as she's coming to the stage. Uh, Dr., Dr. Joanne and her husband, Gary, they're elders here at City of Life. They've been here uh, for many, many years, and it's just an honor to have you a part of what we do. Uh, Joanne is a mental health counselor. She's a psychologist. Uh, for years, she's helped people that uh, struggle with mental health, uh, people that overcome addictions, and uh, kind of a, a fairly recent development in her life is work that she has been doing uh, with jail ministry. And so in that work, basically, you can have that. Okay. I, I just was going to ask you to kind of tell us a little bit about uh, that turn and sort of how God has been using you. Uh, because to me, when I think about jail, I think about a place that many people in society, that's the point where they will write someone off. They'll say that you've done the unthinkable. Uh, we live in a culture where people want to write people off. They want to label you by your worst mistake, and that's who and what you are. So there's a lot of brokenness that goes into that. So like, what, what is your role now, and what is your heart toward uh, jail ministry? How has God been able to use you in that? Good afternoon. Hey. It is afternoon now, it right? Now, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like Pastor Jeff said, I'm a mental health counselor. I opened Turning Point in 1995, and two years later, we ended up going into the jail, and we've been there ever since, bringing programs, uh, parenting classes, substance abuse treatment. Uh, but the reality is that while we were bringing those skills, we recognized that really what was needed was a heart change. So that was always heavy on my heart. And about two years ago, unexpectedly, 
uh, Turning Point took on the responsibility of all the inmate ministry services at the jail, and now we are the chaplains. Wow. <laughs> Come on. I think that's huge right there. That's a big deal. I loved hearing you answer this question earlier. It's been different each time because <laughs> it's just, it's really neat, your perspective. But what is your perspective of hope for people in hopeless situations? It's a mystery question. <laughs> um, wow. You know, when people come to jail, um, we see those that are hopeless, helpless. They stay on their bunk all day long. They have covers over their heads. Um, but in thinking about this, I find people do come to jail with a lot of hope. The problem is it's been a lot of false hope, and they've been chasing it, uh, thinking that their life is going to be full, and most of our population in drugs and alcohol. Uh, and that took them down a path to where they ended up in our facility. Uh, and what's great that we get to watch is, and I love seeing their, their mug shots, and then when they leave, wow. truly lives transformed. So they, they come in, it's like God loves them, so he brings them into an environment which may seem like punishment, uh, and it is in many ways, but quiets all those other voices and has an opportunity to speak with them differently. So we have chaplains programming uh, where inmates can come to our classes and learn about Jesus, learn about the word. Um, and really the best way to describe it is what an inmate said to me one time coming into class. It was a men's group. And he said, they came in laughing and smiling. They were very happy. Not what you might imagine. <laughs> um, but they came in and he said that they had been talking about it during the weekend. And they realized that they were not under arrest, but they were under a rescue. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Wow. That's yeah. Powerful, powerful. Since today is Heart for the House Day, we're talking about things that we're believing for for this year, trying to connect the above and beyond generosity of each person that's a family member here at City of Life. I'm really excited that you have initiated a partnership uh, with City of Life this year to bring Jesus First, Jesus Always curriculum to the jail system. And uh, what about Jesus First, Jesus Always kind of put that in your heart to cause you, first of all, we're really excited about it, but what about that caused you to want to do that, and what kind of impact do you think that that could have on some of these prisoners? Um, for years, 20 years, sitting in this church, uh, I always sit over there on that side, and I, God really just put it in my heart. Every service, uh, music, message, prayer time, I, my mind goes from here to the jail, and I just, um, I'm, my prayer is that even though we're here, there, there, that God's spirit is just going through the hallways into mm. the housing units mm. yeah. and that he's ministering to them. Uh, I often sat there and thought if, if I could just bring them here, my inmates here, and be a part of this, that lives could be changed. Um, well, I wasn't able to bring inmates here, yeah. <laughs> but God opened a door, so we take it there now. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, really, truly living out, it's more than you can ask or think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in the classroom, inmates come to the classroom by their choice, and we offer uh, Bible classes, all, a variety of different types of classes ministering to them. 
And so my thought was bringing Jesus first, Jesus always in the classroom. It's, it's a little different in that uh, when they come to a class, they're learning things and, and the word is spoken and they'll go back to their housing units and they'll talk about the message uh, and what they learned. But what we're going to do with this, this whole program is inmates will come into the classroom and they'll, we'll have discussion about the book. Uh, currently, we won't be able to provide them with a book because it's hardback, but they're going, we're going to read the book in class and uh, watch the videos. And then their homework assignment will be their workbook, which they can. The church modified the workbook so that they can have it in the housing units. Um, and then they'll come back their next class and we'll discuss that. But what's really unique about this is uh, they, they'll go down in their housing units and they've got nothing but time. So they have a lot of discussions and they'll sit around the table and they'll, they'll talk about different things. Um, and what I love about this is they're going to be talking about their experience with Jesus mm. and they become that testimony. Mm. Um, and they're going to, inmates will listen to other inmates they might not choose to come to a class, but they'll listen to each other, and yeah. they can speak to each other differently than what we can. Yeah. And so, um, will you hold that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Poor guy. I'm okay. It's, it's not that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but in talking about, you know, what my hope is for this, Pastor Jeff, that was a great question, but you actually answered that question on the back of your book. Oh, okay. So I'll just read it. Okay. <laughs> um, so in his third paragraph, he says, Jesus first, Jesus always is more than a motto. It's a heart revelation that becomes a soul revelation. We're going to be different than before. Why? Because he gives you the ability to look beyond yourself and become an icon of hope so that others can find grace by knowing you. Mm. And, and that's our hope. Yeah, that's good. Wow. That's amazing. I'm excited about it, uh, not just because I wrote the book, but... The book to me is a, um, the general concept of the book. There's a lot of books that almost offer Christianity as like the magic elixir to give you all your wishes and dreams. And if you just come to Jesus, you'll be rich and you'll have all these things. The message of this book is really not that. It's, it's the fact that when you come to Jesus, he helps you unlock your potential and your destiny. And your destiny is to look like Jesus. So you can look like Jesus in, you know, on a beach somewhere at a resort, but you could also look like Jesus in a jail cell when, when, yeah. when maybe you've made some bad choices, but you can live out your destiny yeah. day to day. So I'm excited about that message. By the way, this is not part of our heart for the house. Didn't even think about it till she mentioned that we did a hard, hardback. I wanted to do a hardback because initially when I wrote the book, I wanted people to be, have a great experience from a tactile standpoint, loving the way it feels, just holding your book, giving it to someone, putting it on your coffee table. I'm heartbroken because I never considered we wouldn't be able to have it in jails. It costs about $10,000 to do a reprint of paperback in the way that we do. If you want to put that on your heart for the house idea uh, to get these books in our local jail here, uh, we'll do a reprint uh, of Jesus First, Jesus Always in paperback specifically for the point of getting that into jails uh, if, we, if we can kind of generate some interest in that. I'm, I'm excited about that. Would you thank uh, Dr. Turner for being with us here today? We love you. We appreciate you so much. Well, the next thing uh, about our world that gets me really excited is what I'm holding in my hand right here is the first time today that I've ever seen this physically or touched it because it just got done. I've never even seen it. 
I'm holding in my hand the very first copy of Jesus Primero, Jesus Siempre. And the reason I love this, and by the way, this is paperback. This is paperback. And the reason we printed this book, paperback, I had publishers everywhere say, you're crazy. You're a white guy trying to do a book in Spanish. You're going to lose a fortune. No one's ever going to buy this book. Stop telling this white guy what to do with my book. You go torture some other white guy. We got some people that we want to get this book in the hands of that know Spanish and speak Spanish. And the purpose of printing this in Spanish, I'm excited about people giving it to their family and friends that speak Spanish. But one of the reasons we did it is for an outreach. We are going to get this book in the hands of thousands of prisoners in Central and South America. It is our goal to give away this book. Today, the money we raise here during Heart for the House, it's going to enable us to do this first run of paperback versions of this book. I've already had people that have come up when they heard about this idea, handing me thousands of dollars in cash, just walking up saying, I want to be the first one that sends these books. So we're able to already get, that's why we're able to get the first printing started is because someone heard about this idea and wanted to be a part of it. So I encourage you today, when we're thinking about Heart for the House, reasons to go above and beyond, reasons to get beyond just our typical tithe and get into the area of extreme generosity where we have discussions with each other. Like, what are we going to do for this? We want to be a part of this. It's ideas and dreams like this. I can just see some guy that's given up on everything and is sitting in a jail cell down in South America and someone hands him this book and he opens it up and goes, really? I can, I can fulfill my destiny today. I don't know about you, but I can see it. I, I believe it's going to happen. And why is it going to, why is it going to happen? It's going to happen because people from a church in Kissimmee, St. Cloud, Florida got together and said, we believe that our God is big enough to make things happen that no one else can imagine, no one else can dream, but we do because we're a part of a house. Not just any house, we're part of God's house. You know what, God's house is special. That's why when David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There's something exciting to think about. This is God's house, but let's all go together. This This is something bigger than just us. Why was he glad? Why was he excited? I don't know, have you ever anticipated something? Like my son last night said, Dad said, how many days is it till Christmas? Do you know what that tells me? That tells me he's glad about Christmas. He's anticipating and looking forward to Christmas. I wanna have that feeling in my heart every time I drive onto this property that I get to go to God's house today. The place where I'm instructed in the word. The place where I'm active in my worship. The place where I celebrate my godly family together. That's what the house of the Lord is all about. And that's what Heart for the House is about today. Man, so good. You know, we want to make sure that um, you have the opportunity if you would like to look at some of the um, goals that we were able to accomplish last year at Heart for the House and then maybe um, be able to see on paper some of the things that we're wanting to do this year beyond what we've been able to discuss this morning. You can actually download a digital copy of a gorgeous booklet that we've put together. Our graphic designer did an exceptional job and I think you're going to love it. Maybe even print some of it and you can put it on your... um, refrigerator or something just to keep the vision in front of you but you can go to col.tv backslash heart and you can take a look at that and please do it it is yeah, beautiful. So beautiful it will get you excited it's really beautiful we're really proud of her work um but today this is the moment this is 
It's what he was saying. This is the moment we've been been anticipating. It's what we've been praying about. It's a spiritual moment. I believe miracles are going to happen in this place yeah. today. When we release something to the Lord, something supernatural always takes place. Oh, totally. We think it might be one thing, but God has a different plan in our lives. He knows the end from the beginning. So he knows what we really need. And whatever you're believing for today, I believe that God has something special just for you. We get to do this together. We're not up here just telling you about our vision, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Amy. We're telling you about the vision of City of Life. Yeah, that's right. What we get to do together, the life change that we are going to be able to experience together. So today... Let's be spiritual about it. Let's listen to what the Holy Spirit.